Joel Hofer got his first career shutout last night against the Calgary Flames. And I have to tell you, my confidence level with this team keeps on fluctuating. One week I'm happy, one week I'm a little disappointed, but this week I am feeling good. And I'm going to talk to you about the things that I saw last night that give me that assurance that the St. Louis Blues might just be a team that is right on the borderline of breaking my heart or making my heart. And I'll explain what that means all coming up here on Locked on Blues. Your Locked on Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day. And welcome back to Locked on Blues. I am your host of Locked on Blues, Haley Taylor Simon, talking to you all things about the St. Louis Blues. So today is still an Army Feeling Blue Friday. I don't have it on today's show agenda because I am feeling good today. I know all of you out there in St. Louis are feeling good about last night's game of the Blues defeating the Calgary Flames. So it's not a question this week. Some weeks where it's a little bit iffy, I will make it a question. But the total consensus from my Twitter at Locked on Blues is that you feel good. And I'm going to talk to you about all the reasons why I feel good. Being said, I'm going to talk about Joel Hofer's first career shutout, which happened last night. The Blues and the Flames overall, kind of why that game was so important for St. Louis. And then previewing the Blues and the Canucks as they hit the ice in about an hour or so. I'm giving you plenty of time to basically get the rundown before the game begins. And this is the Blues and the Canucks pregame show, which I'm going to call it. So before I get into today's episode, I do want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Last night, Joel Hofer got his first career shutout. And this is absolutely huge. He had 27 saves last night. And the kid, man, he was absolutely thriving. So this season, he's now 1-1-0. Obviously, that loss came from the Coyotes game, which did stem a lot of concern, and understandably so. But that Arizona loss was a 6-2 loss. It wasn't pretty. But with him now getting his first career shutout and saving 27, like, are you kidding me? 27 shots on goal, he saved. And the Blues went up 3-0. That, to me, just basically says, hey, this kid took that loss and he used it in a way to improve on his style. And last night, between the crease, he was locked in. And what I saw out of Hofer was a kid that displayed a lot more confidence. Now, I did watch him a lot in the AHL. I've watched him develop. And I think that first initial game, we're getting that start. There was a lot of pressure on you because despite the fact that he did play last season a little bit, this season, I know Baruby's plan is to have both Bennington and um, Hofer play a decent amount. So it's a lot more pressure than just being put in some games right towards the end. I think he did an excellent job composing himself. He did everything correct in that game. And I think that this now gives him a sense of confidence. And while the Flames, and I'm going to talk about this later on in this episode, may not be the best team, it is still a huge accomplishment to get a shutout. That is not easy to do in this day and age in the NHL. I feel like 
hockey has changed a little bit where shutouts are less and less common. Now, while they do happen, um, it's not something that you would expect out of your goalie every single night. Sometimes there are shots that go in where, you know, your goalie can't really see where the puck is. And with the Blues' defense, um, obviously, that's a huge factor as well. Another thing that I want to bring up, because I think this is really interesting. When the Blues played the Arizona Coyotes, there was 42 shots on net. And while six did go in, I still feel like that's a significant difference as to last night's 27. 27 is still a lot considering the fact that some of those shots, I have to tell you, I was watching the game uh, back. I watch it live and I watch it back when I want to focus in on one specific thing. And he had some really tough saves. And it wasn't just these easy saves of deflecting the puck or, you know, he caught some. Like, they were not easy. So I do want to say that I give a lot of credit to him in the sense that he really, and, I, and I'm using this term, but he really balled out, right? So I have to say, Joel Hofer, you know, he really... I have to say, and like, I know I'm going to continue to say this. He has gained more confidence within me. I now feel confident when it comes to him being a net. And maybe, you know, against some of the better teams, you have to start Binner, which obviously is kind of a common sense thing. But when you're playing teams that may not be as good, I don't want to say teams that are bad because, like, I don't want to, you know, diss any teams. Just like Arizona, I remember when I said this would be an easy game, no problem. And then they beat us 6-2. So I think when there are teams such as maybe in Nashville, for instance, in our central division, yeah, put Hofer in net. But I wouldn't put him in against, like, a Colorado team. I just wouldn't want to take that chance. And, again, he needs more reps. He needs more time um, in between the crease to be able to gain that confidence. But last night was just really impressive by Hofer. And I hope that's one thing where I think our fan base can appreciate it a little bit is that he had a really rough start to the season. You know, this is his third season. Um, Played a lot of time down with the Thunderbirds. And I think that being put in a situation where you don't have a strong defense and you really need to heavily rely on the goalie to keep your team afloat. That's a lot of pressure. And I don't think that it's easy for any team to do that. Um, but then their goalie, I think that it's one of those things where this kid out here was just balling. So not bad for the young goaltender, but it does give me hope now because if for whatever reason, like tonight, the Blues play a back-to-back game. If Benner needs to rest, I wouldn't feel now as, you know, iffy about Hofer taking, you know, one of the games and letting Benner rest. And I think that in this day and age in hockey, and I talked about this a lot this summer, you really do need two solid goaltenders on your team. And I've seen a lot of success with that. Um, One team that I talk about a lot that has gained success in this was the Las Vegas Golden Knights. They had six different goalies last season. It was insane. Now, I'm not saying this is going to work for every team, but they rotated quite a bit. And guys that, like, for instance, like an Aiden Hill, like, he wasn't that great of a goalie. And once he got between the pipes and Vegas, he ended up being really good. So I think that it's one of those things where you definitely need a couple solid goalies. Now, 
obviously, you know, your main goalie, which is going to be for us, Bennington, is going to be the guy that takes majority of the games that will be in the net between, you know, tight situations. But I think being able to rest these goalies is important because I feel like sometimes, and maybe this is just my own opinion, goalies are the most overused player on the ice. Um, I mean, they're usually on the ice for the whole 60 minutes. Granted, coming out if their team is going to go into power play and they want to get that extra man before it's called. But goalies really do have a lot going on. It's a big mental game as well as physical so I think that it's just going to be beneficial for the St. Louis Blues to be able to utilize both of the guys. And I think that was the plan all along. I think in the beginning it did get a little bit um, iffy just because of the whole 6-2 loss to the Yotes, but we're going to move past that now. And I'm going to also tell you this. As a business owner, you realize there are times when receivables might fall behind, but that doesn't mean you need to fall behind on vendor payments payroll, or rent. For more than 25 years, Parkview Advance has helped businesses secure working capital from 5000 to $1.5 million. Parkview Advance can improve your working capital in as little as 24 hours. It's a much easier process than you might imagine. We invite the many entrepreneurs that are locked on, NHL fans, to learn more by calling us at 203 750071 or go to parkviewadvance.com. If your business needs working capital, call, call Parkview Advance today. Parkview Advance, helping businesses with their working capital, go to parkviewadvance.com. Coming up on this next segment, I'm going to break down that Blues victory over the Calgary Flames and what exactly that means. And then, of course, don't forget, I'm going to have you covered with the Blues and Canucks right before face-off. I have to tell you about my friends at Jay's Medical. There's a lot of uncertainty in the world today. There's hurricanes, tornadoes, you name it. It's definitely going on. The Jay's case is personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can also customize your Jay's case by adding additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. Jay's Medical offers customability, which is so important because these days, you don't know if your friend might need something, your family member might need something when you're out with them, and of course you have your Jay's case. Another thing that you can do is that you can purchase a gift card that is right. Purchase a gift card for a friend or family and give it to them as a gift because that way they can then come up with their own customizable case. It is the best of both worlds. So you need to go to jacemedical.com and enter code locked on at checkout for a $20 discount. That's promo code locked on at jasemedical.com. Okay, Blues and Flames, what went on in the game and why was this game so vital for the St. Louis Blues kind of getting back on their groove once again? So obviously the St. Louis Blues had that loss to the Jets. It was a 4-2 loss. It was an ugly game. We talked about it. We're going to move on from it. Um, I don't need to really rehash that game. I said it was going to be a challenging game and it ended up being exactly just that. So... The first period told such a beautiful story of a team that was resilient and hungry to win. 
our boy, Kapanen, he got a shorthanded goal. And that was assisted by Oscar Sunquist. And I told you from the beginning that I was so excited that Sonny was back on the Blues. He is such a valuable player. Okay. So that was about 11 minutes in. Caspi got the boys up on the board. But then Nick Letty, if you are able to go to the St. Louis Blues Twitter account, do so. Because this goal was an absolute beaut, as they say in the hockey world. It was assisted by Kevin Hayes and Alexi Torchenko. And this goal was amazing. Um, Nick Letty has stepped up tremendously. And this was his first goal of the season. So that was about two minutes after Kapanen's goal. And the Blues had a 2-0 lead against the Calgary Flames. Second period, it was a lot of back and forth. And I have to tell you, despite the fact that the Blues obviously won this game, um, the Flames did control the puck for quite a bit, which I was a little surprised about. But they were unable to get anything up against Hofer. So the Blues did a good job with defense. So the third period... Oscar Sundquist got an empty netter with a Robert Thomas assist. This is Robert Thomas's fourth assist of the season. I told you it's RT season. We talked about it. And then the Blues obviously won three nothing. This game, I have to tell you, was great teamwork by the Blues. I saw a lot of great puck possession. I saw a lot of good things with the faceoffs. And they, you know, okay. They're improving on the face-offs. I'm not going to say it's great yet, but they're definitely improving and they're definitely putting in that work. And the Blues, they're a team that is confusing, a team that is frustrating, a team that is exciting. There is a lot that goes on with the St. Louis Blues. But one thing about the Blues is that they do put in the work. Despite if they play a little bit sloppy and they have a loss, they're still fighting out on the ice. And Another nice thing that I saw from the St. Louis Blues is that they kept their penalty minutes down once again. That has been an issue that I've noticed the Blues have had where they get a lot of penalties, more so than other teams. But recently, they've been really working on uh, not getting their penalty uh, minutes up high, which obviously really can hurt them, considering the fact that their defense is a little icky as it is but the blues had 35 shots on net three going in and this was overall i would say a successful game for your blues now what's my biggest takeaway my biggest takeaway is this the st louis blues came into this game hungry to win not only did baruby change up the lineup a little bit by having more defenders than uh forwards in this game he also put back in Joel Hofer. And I think at the end of the day, the Blues, they had a lot at stake. You're playing against the team within the Calgary Flames. Similar to the Blues, they only won two games before coming into this game. And they are a team that people expected them to be a lot better than I think they are this season. And the Blues have a different story where people didn't expect them to be a good team. People expected them, and I'm going to be blunt, they expected them to be a bad team once again. So I think the thing with the Blues is this, is that the Blues are fighting for respect. They won the Cup kind of recently. Um, they're a team that still has some really good players, but at the same time, they also have some players that maybe should be on a different team. 
And I'm not saying that in a bad way or an insulting way to the Blues. I am saying that in a way to where I feel like some of these players just don't fit in with this organization anymore and the goal that they have. They're not in a rebuilding stage. They're not in, you know, a playoff contending stage. They're in this really weird stage where they have key players. You have a Colton Paraco, right? You have a Robert Thomas. You have a Braden Shen. You have a Neighbors. I mean, I could go on and on. You have a Jordan Cairo who's been improving at least. But you have key guys. And the thing with key guys is this, is that sometimes they're a little confusing to uh, work around by adding those pieces. But I think the problem with the Blues is their defense. And I will always say that. But I kind of liked what they did last night where Ruby had more defenders. And I think that's something that's going to help this team overall. And another thing that I saw last night that I liked a lot, I know some people, they always say, you know, be careful of penalties, blah, blah, blah. But Robert Berzuzzo had a little bit of a scrap last night and he was fighting a little bit. But I think that is a good thing. I do, because it is showing aggressiveness. It is showing passion. And it shows that he has a sense of toughness. And that's what hockey is. You're going to get into fights. And I did like that a lot. I think that fueled up the guys as well on the ice. While fighting sometimes can be a negative thing where you get sent to the penalty box. Another team takes advantage of the, you know, the one man advantage on the ice. This was the opposite. This really did fuel up the team. And I like to see that aggressiveness because that is something last season that the St. Louis Blues lacked was that aggressiveness on ice. And I think that gains respect. So I was happy about that. Some people don't like fighting. I am all for it because I think it does fuel up the team. Now, tonight's game, it's going to be a little bit of a challenge, but I want to talk about that before I tell you about Sleeper. A new NHL season brings out all sorts of possibilities. Robert Thomas could score 50 goals. Your your St. Louis Blues could host the Stanley Cup. Now, while that is a possibility, we'll see. They could potentially make the playoffs. And you can win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy hockey app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. And this is where guys such as a Jordan Cairo, such as a Jordan Binghamton, such as... Hmm. Who could get, you know, who could get you some money and you're going to say, Hale, what's going on? Oscar Sunquest. He could get you some money. He can get you some of those points. Like you don't know. I'm saying like, you never know this guy, these guys on the blues, they're confusing, but they can make you some money. So all you have to do is pick Guys, as I mentioned, like a Robert Thomas, a Jordan Cairo, a Jordan Binghamton, an Oscar Sunquest, a Jake Neighbors, a Nicoletti. You can choose any guy on the team, honestly. And you can bet on different things like goals, assists, saves, plus minuses, and so much more. Okay. So use promo code locked on NHL and you will get up to a hundred dollars match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code locked on NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. The St. Louis Blues have quite a game tonight as they are the late night game 
hosting those Vancouver Canucks. I have a nickname for the Vancouver Canucks, but I am not allowed to say that on here on the Lockdown Blues podcast. <laughs> oh, man. I, you know, I was thinking, I'm like, hey, could I say it? No, I'm, I'm not going to say because I'm not trying to get in trouble, but I think you can know um, where I am going at with that one. The Canucks happen to be a somewhat of a decent team this season. Who am I kidding? They are a good team, but I'm not going to give them that credit. <laughs> I just have to say this. I understand that Vancouver is a good team and I respect them. You know, I'm not going to deny it, but I think the Blues can put up a good fight against the Canucks. And tonight's lineup, I do like a lot. Um, it's definitely a lineup where I feel the most confident. So I'm going to always break down the lineup and then we're going to talk about tonight's game. So in the first line, obviously we have Robert Thomas and he is winged by Braden Saad and Jordan Cairo. Also last night, Braden Saad had a really good game. Um, he was a big playmaker in the game while he didn't record any assists or goals. He really was the guy that set up all those big plays and he played with a lot of aggressiveness. Second line, we have Braden Shen, winged by Pavel. Oh my gosh. I, I have to tell you one thing about Bush. Bushnevich. Um, there's a Saturday Night Live skit. This was like from five years ago, and it's like with Chance the Rapper. And at the time, obviously, Bush was on the Rangers. And the guy was trying to pronounce hockey names, and he was like, um, V-I-C-H, no way. It was really funny. So that's whenever I think about Bushnevich, I think of that. And then there's Kasperi Kapanen. And on the third line is Kevin Hayes' line. And he will be winged by Alexei Torchenko and Sammy Blay. Sammy Blay has been playing phenomenal, by the way. That wasn't supposed to be a rhyme. But he is somebody that has really thrived on this third line with Kevin Hayes. And I like them a lot together. I didn't think I would in the beginning of the season. But I think Hayes brings a lot of good out of Blay. And because Blay is so much younger and Hayes is more of a veteran in this league, I think that Blay is learning a lot from Hayes. And then in the fourth, kind of like the other night where he had more defenders than um, offense, you have Oscar Sunquist and a Jake Neighbor. So last night worked. Let's do it again. On defense tonight, we have the pairs. We have Nick Cletty and Colton Paraka, one of my favorite pairs. We have Tori Krug and Justin Folk. Now, I know the way I said Tori Krug. I just, I'm not seeing a lot out of him yet. And maybe because there's all that pressure on him, but I would like a little bit more. Then you also have on the third pair, Marcus Gandela and Robert Berzuzo. And then, of course, you will be having Scotty P. Scotty P. Scott Pernucci. <laughs> Pernucci. And then in net, you have Jordan Binghamton. So Binner's back in net. I am excited to see him play again. I think that that loss the other night, as I said, against the Jets wasn't the best. But... Um, I do like the fact that Baruby has been going with 11 forwards and seven defensemen, and he saw a positive last night, okay? He saw a season high of 35 shots on goal, and of course a shout-out win, so why wouldn't you kind of keep that the same? Um, I like that a lot, so that was a good thing. So the Vancouver Canucks, interesting team. So Vancouver didn't really – okay. 
they played the Predators, and it's no offense to Nashville. I love Anne that does the Locked On uh, Predators uh, podcast. But they're not a good team, and the Canucks only held – no, I feel like this is awful. But they, they only held them to 17 shots on net, okay? It was not good. So the Canucks right now, they're 4-2-0, right? Okay. It's going to be a difficult game. I have said that before. Quinn Hughes, he was named the 15th captain of the Vancouver Canucks history this offseason and the first defenseman to earn the title in Vancouver. So Hughes had 76 points last season, and with 69 assists, he absolutely killed it. And I think in points-wise, he was number five overall in the NHL. So there is definitely a lot of uh, – talent on that defense, which is the complete opposite of our defense. (laughs) Oh, I hate to be that person, but I'm going to be that person. So the Blues have taken the least amount of penalties in the NHL so far this season, which is exactly what I was saying. So again, this is going to be to the Blues' advantage because Vancouver has had a lot of penalties. But I do think with Vancouver having such a strong defense and the Blues having the complete opposite, it could go either way. I could see Vancouver winning. I could see the Blues winning. My realistic expectation for this game is for if the Blues defense is struggling, their offense really needs to step it up even more so than uh, the game against the Flames. What would I be okay with? I would be okay with going to overtime. I just don't want the Blues to let go of their competitiveness just because they're going up against a really difficult defense. Overall, I think what Baruby is doing with having 11 defensemen is going to help the Blues. But is it enough to stop this Canucks offense? I don't know. I hope so. It depends. If they play the way they did last night, then yes. But if they play the way they did against the Jets, then no. This is going to be a true testament to St. Louis to see how this team is built. You're having your first back-to-back game. This is going to be strenuous. The guys are going to be a little bit tired, but this is what hockey is. The Blues, don't forget, when it was the first opening week of the season, they had all of that time off. They had five days off. And now you're getting back-to-back hockey. You're going to be the last game playing on this Friday night slate. So it's really up to the Blues on what team they want to be perceived as. And if they play hard and they don't end up winning, I won't be disappointed but I cannot see laziness, which happened last season. So this will be a true test. All right. So finally, it is an Are We Feeling Blue Friday. I am feeling good because this game hopefully will end at midnight. And if it doesn't end well, then it will be Saturday. So hopefully all goes well. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Haley T. Simon. Or you can follow Lockdown Blues at Lockdown Blues and make sure you hit that subscribe button. And I will talk to you on Monday, but I'll be tweeting with you all weekend long. Until then, like always, let's go Blues.